Film Cult. Hello and welcome to Film Cult. I'm David Sandu. I'm Stefan Sandu. I'm Ryan Victory. And we also have special guest, Derek Clements. Hello. So, uh, first of all, let us just acknowledge that we have not been on the air for a long time. To be honest, we weren't sure if we were going to return. Wow. But that's intense. Shocking. We, yeah. we have made some, some decisions and we've changed the format of the show where we're going to be more of a monthly show. And we're going to talk about a little bit of news and more condensed show in general and have some special reports. And we'll see how that works out for now. Yeah. And we're doing this by our gracious producer, who is amazing, uh, Freddie, uh, Mike Master, what did we call you, Mixmaster? Mixmaster Freddie. It was Grandmaster, you stupid. Grandmaster, Grandmaster, and, uh, and his amazing studio. So thank you so much. Anyways, let us get into it. So let us talk about January. So we're at the end of January. January is the crappy dump month of movies. It is. But also is the month where we get the movies that were kind of released the year before, but yeah. but now we're in just Oscar season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I wanted to go over some numbers just so people know. A Dog's Purpose. <laughs> that made that was 37% critics liked it, 74% audience liked it, but it only made $24 million. I, I think that movie got neutered. Because of the video. Yeah. Did anybody see it? Neutered is a good joke, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Pun intended. I, I didn't see it, but I was, I'm was. i curious to see it still. I'll wait till it comes on VHS. I mean, when's the last time we see Dennis Quaid VHS, do anything? might be waiting a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Amblin movie, right? Did, did Spielberg direct it, or is it just his company? I think it's just his company. Just the company? Yeah, no. Gotcha. If Spielberg directed this, it would have been good, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, I th- the movie died once that video came out, I think. Yeah. yeah no, they canceled was, the premiere. Yeah, now, Universal canceled the premiere yeah, altogether. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Strangely enough, the other movie, Resident Evil, the final chapter, got 39%. Critics liked Resident Evil better, uh, but only 67 with audiences and made $78 million. So that beat Dog's Purpose. Oh, oh, Gold, Matthew yeah. McConaughey, critics hated it, only made $4 million. Triple uh, X, Return of Xander Cage. Uh, what do you guys guess? Do you, who, who liked it and who hated it? I'm pretty sure that a lot of people went and saw it, but I don't think a lot of people or critics liked it. So here's what's funny. Uh, that made the most money out of any movie that came out. $122.8 million. But guess what? Critics hated it and audience didn't like it either. Oh, 49%. Oh, good. So they spent all of this money on a crappy movie. <laughs> it looks stupid. Did and you not they made see their, it? They made their money back. Everyone see it, but nobody liked it. I mean, that's just the career of, uh, of, of Vin Diesel. You know, that's just that's just kind of how it goes. So we can expect that. <laughs> uh, we got The Founder, which was 82% uh, critics and 83% audience, which I think is actually pretty cool. Most of the time, there's a discrepancy in between. They're really close there. And that I, one made twelve million. You saw that movie, right? Yeah, I actually Ryan? watched the movie last night. It was it was really good. It really kind of poses some interesting questions about uh, determination, determination, and persistence. Hmm. Um, to where you can understand where Michael Keaton's character is coming from, but you also kind of look at his some of some of his decisions, some more than others, and just really kind of scratch your head. It's a really good character uh, character drama. Yeah. Uh, I'd recommend it. Uh, I I wouldn't be clamoring to go watch it, but it it is really good. So when you get around to it. I would definitely check it out, yeah. I'd like to see it. Definitely on my list to go. Uh, 20th Century Women, critics loved it, but only made $4 million. Monster Truck, that looked like the best movie. Nickelodeon movie, 32% made $50 million. 
Can you believe that? <laughs> I, I think that's why kids are getting dumber. It's not because like the education system or whatever you want to hey, say. Hey, it's because hey, of monster you trucks. You didn't see the movie though, or what's it about? You know, it's companionship with your come on monster in your truck. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. I mean, was Space Jam really that good? <laughs> Those are fighting words. My <laughs> nostalgia blinds me. Nostalgia uh, yeah, is blinding. Yeah, no, I, the movie probably was complete garbage. Hey, R-, uh, R. Kelly, top of his game, top <laughs> of the team career, right there. A little less pee at that point in his life, but that was it was good. What do you, what would you guess was the movie that came out this past month that audiences loved the most? Well, it, it's going to be the sentimental movie, the American movie. And that is Patriots Day. Patriots Day, mm. number one with audiences. Uh, made okay movie, thirty-two million dollars. Pretty low for such a, a loved movie. You mm. saw that, right? Yeah, I, I I thought it was, I thought it was actually really good. They didn't focus so much on the actual bombing. They focused more on the the pursuit of the two uh, of the two bombers. So it was really interesting. And at the end, you know, when you get these movies, like at the end of. Uh, Deepwater Horizon, you get a few pictures of the people who were affected by this. But at the end of Patriots Day, it's actually like almost like a five, 10 minute mini documentary at the end of the movie, which I thought was really interesting for this type of movie. And it was it was really moving, really emotional. It was it was a good movie. I went with my grandpa. I mean, that's the kind of indication of, you know, the demographic the audience, that's yeah. going to see this movie. But it was it was fine. And it was everybody good. in that audience that did see it, all 10 of the people, nine of them liked it. So that's why the percentage is up. Yeah. 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 I mean, I imagine that the people who go and see uh patriots day are more likely to go on the internet and say like oh i watch this movie and you should watch it too and i'm patriotic you know the people who are watching triple x the turn of xander cage are like i mean mark Wahlberg is kind of exploiting natural disasters and and turning the cash in for that he's 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 monopolizing he's become disasters this weird like patriots man you know Mm -hmm. he did lone survivor and then he did this movie and he did deep water horizon and then he's doing the transformers movies which is completely the same kind of audience yeah really he also american flags in every scene (laughs) in transformers 4 yeah well and it's like sub uh funded by the military or something right like michael Michael bay gets a lot of like equipment because he has some kind of deal with the u.s well that's why he's probably one of the only filmmakers that has a positive spin on the military right in hollywood which is which is really funny to me um <laughs> so because uh, patriotism other- is explosions dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> michael bay is america <laughs> other movies uh jamie fox came out with a stupid movie i can't believe he's still acting uh sleepless 14 percent 18 million dollars <laughs> the bye-bye man is the movie <laughs> Right past that criticism. No comments there. Sorry, Jamie Foxx. You, I mean, were, you were good as Ray and nothing else in your I mean, entire life. Let, let's be honest. I mean, Ray was good and uh, Django Unchained was good. But Spider-Man Jamie Fox... 2 was good. Oh, Horrible yeah. bosses. Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, is he really that good, though? I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a Horrible Bosses and Spider-Man 2, maybe. But anything else? Uh, he sang that song, uh, Blame It on the Alcohol. <laughs> I don't know that classic, came out. Yeah, classic, cl- yeah, classic, Jamie wholesome Fox. family song. I mean, and there's his black version of Annie, which was so amazing. Right, he was in that. <laughs> I that never was, saw that. That was very bad. The best, the best that we ever had of him really was in Living Color, back early '90s Fox. That's his best. There up. we go. Peak uh, this is the movie that everybody hated. The Bye Bye Man. It made 24 million dollars, 22 percent of critics, 28 percent audience. Which is sad because that's like you know because the horror genre was taken off really well. Uh, in 2016, by the man, sounded interesting. And the well, the lead that was his name, Doug, something. The guy who was in all of the uh, Del Toro movies, hmm. the Bye Bye Man. I don't know what his name is. 
something. You sound really stupid right now. Oh, yes, I know you're talking about uh, he plays Abraham and he does all the monsters. And everything. No yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a great character actor, but Bye Bye Man just did not look like a good movie. Yeah, I, I mean, it looked like somebody photoshopped it with, you know, home stuff. I think it became a meme really quickly, actually. Probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other couple movies, Live By Night, critics hated that Ben Affleck's venture. I mean, did that, yeah. that movie looked boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this uh, is... Ben Affleck's no Casey Affleck. Here... <laughs> <laughs> we're in that world now. Yeah. That's, that's currently where we're at. <laughs> Here's a movie that I love the most in January, and I imagine that some other people in here may agree. Silence. 84% with critics. It only made $12 million, but that movie yeah. was incredible. Yeah. You wrote an, a little piece about that. I, I wrote a review. I actually just today also recorded um, an interview with, turns out, uh, the leading like Japanese literature uh, expert that has done a lot of translations for the author of Silence, a lot of his work, uh, is a teacher at B- Brigham Young University, <laughs> and he and, and he's here. So uh, b- he like saw my review. We got in touch, and uh, today I like interviewed him. He actually like worked on the project and stuff. Really? Scorsese like invited him over to help him like um, work through like some of the some of the stuff, and uh, had a good conversation with him. We talked a lot about how sad it is that it was not. It just kind of came and went in in the United States, in Utah, and partic- you know as well, but kind of everywhere in the United States, just kind of. Well, it had a limited release, and I think that played down to it. I think also... But, I mean, yeah, what kind of demographic is that, too? Yeah. It, well, it's a weird demographic, and, because it's a movie about faith, yeah. for faith people, but doesn't necessarily... I, I think it had a really great affirming faith message, but it's a very challenging yes. one that I don't think a lot of Christians would want to go and see. I, I yeah. think with the limited release, I mean, Scorsese's got... He knows that he's going to... He, he can make any movie and he doesn't care about that anymore. It's Scorsese. He gets his art out there. Well, you know? it's, it's definitely more tame. When last time he tackled religion, he did, you know, uh, Passion, uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. Much more <laughs> controversial yeah. than this movie. Which is funny. Yeah. Because like, you could read it as, I mean, in, in Last Temptation of Christ, it was controversial because it portrays Jesus Christ as human. Yeah, and it's, it, it's two it, alternatives. In all the, th- in yeah. all the w- things that that includes. Like, like he has you know, passions and things like that. But it's like, that is Christian doctrine, right? So it's like, he, he, he's, well, it I, depends I, on what Christian d- you're talking d- about. Right. It does. It does. But, but it, I, I, whereas silence is all about like apostasy and like, uh, like stepping on an image of Christ. And so in, in a way I think silence could be even more controversial, but yeah, like the response it's, it got definitely was more tame. Well, I mean, this movie, this movie definitely took its time. When I went to go see this, I went, and watched it alone. I was sitting down like the third row and uh, I would turn around every 45 minutes because I realized several... there was no people there. No, there was people, there was people <laughs> yeah. leaving. There was groups of people oh, who were oh, leaving really? oh, 45 wow. minutes in an so hour, sad. 45 minutes in, two hours. They were just leaving. Because Scorsese they... three hours in, five hours oh, in. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was literally... it was a long movie, but it was, it was beautifully uh, cinematography. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the pacing. I, I enjoyed everything about the movie. Yeah. I, I had some issues with the, the narrative in it. I, I wish it was a little more open-ended than what it actually is. I think it would have been more powerful that way. Um, but I, I really enjoyed Sense. I thought it was really... That's, really I mean, well done. In short, that's a movie you should go see. And yeah. before, in short, as we go, ten minutes later, it's in gone. short, it's, it's got. I mean, find this movie. But you know, yeah. my my point that I wanted to make with a lot of these things is one: it's interesting to see how this previous month did. But I mean, look at the movies that made money here. We had uh, Return of Xander Cage and let's see, Resident Evil and Monster Truck. Uh, Patriots Day did could have done better. But I mean, the really good movies. 
uh, the founder, Silence. I think it's just because everyone's just bummed out about the beginning of this year. They just wanted some brainless films. Well, no, I mean, the thing is, like, 20th century, like, as an as a studio, you look at this and you're going to want to make more of these movies. Yeah. But you're not going to want to really make the good ones. And we have Silence, which is an important film, I think. Yeah. Uh, but the winner of the month is Split. Now, even though it didn't get the highest critic score, the highest audience, they're both pretty high, 73 and 82, 104 million. Uh, the return of M. Night Shyamalan. And yeah. that is why we have Derek Clements here today. Oh, because, boy. Because 73% of critics liked it. Yeah. 27 didn't. Eric or Derek <laughs> is one of the 27. <laughs> and uh, That is true. Ryan and I, who saw this movie and we loved it, we are of the other camp. And so... Yeah. Tell us, why did you not... First of all, this is going to be completely spoilers. We're spoilers, gonna talk about yeah. spoilers, and I am actually going to be spoiled here. So if you are going to get spoiled, spoil with me. <laughs> so let's let's first just talk about what the movie is. The movie yeah. briefly is about James McAvoy, who does a fantastic job of acting, uh, not schizophrenic, but uh, what is it called? A DID? Yeah, dissociative uh, identity disorder. So he's got a bunch of different personalities, which he doesn't actually do in the entire movie. I was a little disappointed. He does some of them, yeah. He's kind of, he kidnaps these girls, He's going to unleash the beast. And then what you find out at the end, and the twist ending is what changes the entire movie, yeah. is it's actually a sequel or a spinoff of Unbreakable. And you see Bruce Willis at the end, and it completely changes the way that you look at this movie. So yeah. there's some controversy around it. Er, Derek, take it away. What was yeah. the controversy? Well, I don't know. I don't know if this is the controversy that that you're thinking of. But like for me, it's it's like this. If you if let's Let's say you had a movie that was about the Joker. And it was like, it was all about the Joker. And it sounds like a good movie, right? I, actually, I guess maybe that just came out. I didn't see Suicide Squads. Maybe that's what Suicide Squad was. It's not. But, no. okay. it's, 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 yeah. okay. it's, we're not saying okay. positive things about that movie okay. at all. So you're fine. So let's say there was a movie that was all about Joker, but you don't know it's the Joker until the last second of Wait, the are movie. You, are you telling me that James McAvoy becomes Samuel L. Jackson by the end of the movie? <laughs> that, is, no, he, that is what that's happens. That's one of his yeah. personalities. He, he's just another... It, this is a supervillain origin. Yeah. And turn, he's the Horde. It turns out this is this is in the universe of Unbreakable. And like, I admit, that was a... that I am... See, I'm very, I'm very conflicted about how I think about this movie because I didn't like it. But I I kind of love that it's getting positive response, and I and I really hope I really hope that there's another one in the works. I, I would I would love to see kind of where this goes. But to me, the the problem was the whole movie. So what I was saying about the Joker is: imagine you have a movie about the Joker, but you didn't know it was about the Joker. Like context matters, and so the to me the thing that turned me off to the movie was the way that it was portraying like mental illness the way that it was portraying like this character it was trying to be very like real it seemed like it was it was suggesting that it was a movie that was like here is a really uh realistic and dramatic portrayal but uh, but i have but then it was like very i had very like eye rolly kind of moments when when the his psychiatrist is talking about how like really it's like his mental illness is like a superhero which in retrospect you know, it's it like a, it's like a superpower. It's like in retrospect now I see why, and so I think that the context uh, that you learn in the very end, like, does make it a more interesting movie. That you realize, oh, this isn't a movie that is trying to realistically portray mental illness. This is a movie that is trying 
this that's a superhero movie. Like you didn't even know it. Wow. And I and I think it's amazing that the secret was kept. That's really cool. Yeah. I w- and so that was like a genuine moment of like surprise that I think was really cool that it happened. I just wish that I had liked the movie before. <laughs> like like up until that point, I just I wasn't jiving with the movie up until that moment. And so it didn't it wasn't enough to like save it for me. If I had like loved that movie, like 10 Cloverfield Lane is a great movie. I have problems with that movie. Okay. Though. Okay. See, the my problem is the is the opposite end. Okay. Yeah. That movie is completely undercut and ruined by the title of the movie. Mm. Because there's no tension. Yeah. There's no tension because you know that the bad guy is right. There's never a moment where you question mm. what exactly is happening. And the thing that I like about Split is that let's face the facts. If it was just a movie about a guy with a bunch of different personalities, we go, that was a cool movie. Let's move on to the next thing. But we're talking about it. Yeah. Because the ending was so good that you are so shocking. Yeah. That it's like, wait, I should go watch this again. I need to think about this movie now because you went in thinking it was a horror thriller yeah. coming out out of a superhero movie. Yeah. Completely changing the way the paradigm. And so I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah. That's well, fair. That's well, fair. And I think, and I see both sides of the arguments with it, it portrays mental illness poorly and that the ending re- completely recontextualizes the film. But I think that comes down to the fact that Shyamalan, um, he changed where he put in his suspension of disbelief. If yeah. we had that suspension in the beginning, we have that context about the entire thing, but we don't have that in the beginning. So it's completely makes completely sense that, uh, that the entire time of the movie, it's like, I mean, you're telling me this is supposed to be realistic. You're yeah. telling me that right here. There's no suspension of disbelief. There's no in a galaxy long time ago or anything yeah. like that. This is this is reality. And then that's undercut at the end. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I really enjoyed the film, and i th- I thought it was I thought it was great. And I don't think that that was tacked on at all. No. I think everything was building towards that. It, it was, was. A, it was a complete misdirection. Pay attention to these girls. Pay attention to these girls. Pay attention yeah. to these girls. It's their movie, and then it's not. At the end, you learned that this movie, it wasn't about them. It was about uh, McAvoy's character, Kevin. It was about Kevin the whole time. Right. Uh, I mean, so with it in mind, I mean, if you watched it again, would you change your opinion? Because I don't think that – would we want a movie about Two-Face that was clinically correct? Right. I I definitely will enjoy it. If I see it again, I will enjoy it more knowing the full context because I think a lot of my problems with it was – just not being on the same vibe with it. Um, but I, but I think going back to the Tim Cloverfield Lane example, I, I agree with you that, that the overall like premise of that movie is undercut by the title and that it would have been cool if that had been a reveal as well. But the difference is all throughout the movie, the tension for me came from just this one, like this, this great story that like, I know that the larger picture is already like spoiled. I know, but like, but like John Goodman is doing such an amazing thing. And like all these, like these three actors, it's the story in and of itself is just like awesome. And then what about the frustration of knowing and being on, like choosing a side of that? I mean, you, you get both of that, don't you? Oh no, don't get me wrong. I love 10 Cloverfield. I thought that was a great movie. I was just disappointed that, The ending was point. I mean, if they had gone in a direction where there wasn't any kind of supernatural things happening, right. that would have been the surprise. Yeah. I mean, there still is the yeah. tension of whether or not he like uh, 
like a like killed his daughter like that whole thread in 10 Cloverfield Lane there's still yeah. that whole tension in yeah. there but I think just going back to Split for a second I think the biggest pitfall of it is that they gave McAvoy's character they gave him a real disorder yes that that I think that's the thing that really throws it off and I think just that minor change I mean I think yeah. it would still be pretty harsh but it definitely wouldn't be as bad I mean I do agree. you feel that same way with Harvey Dent Two-Face it's it's the same thing. I mean, they've diagnosed no, all of the characters of Batman. Yeah. They have real disorders. Yeah. So this is a little bit more in your face. There's not a therapist. There's not a therapist giving dissertations to people. And have you ever read a comic book from Batman? It's no, all you're right. It's all in Arkham Asylum. Like, yeah. That's the most important. That's the most important thing. And these, I mean, that's what it's always been. Yeah. This is no different than anything we've seen in the last. 50 years when it comes to comic books. Yeah. I do think you make a good point, David, about that. That, But but actually, so I, at one point in my um, sto- sto- long and storied career, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was a teacher um, at a treatment center, as a re- at a residential treatment center. I was an English teacher um, at like this high school. And uh, a lot of the students that I had had uh, varying degrees of like mental illness. And uh, and so one of my students, she was really bright and she, she wrote this awesome essay, like the best essay of any of the students that I've, it was just like really good. Hopefully none of them are listening. They, they were all great, but this one in particular was I thought, really insightful, which was um, she was talking about how like when she saw the Joker on screen, like like it was really hard for her because she's like seeing herself in in this or, see, you know, seeing some kind of learning difference and stuff. And so I think that there is a there's a larger conversation that we probably could have about like maybe there's something wrong with the way we are representing mental illness in all of these types of stories. So I'm not sure that that's necessary. Like for me, that's not necessarily like a good defense to me. I'm like, well, why don't you just make a good, like what if it was a story that was realistic, but also more, I don't know, generous or sensitive in as well as being suspenseful. Like it seems, it seemed to me like the movie was like, and and actually, a lot of M. Night Shyamalan movies are kind of like this. It's like, what was his mo- the most recent one before this one? The um, Visit. The Visit. Yeah, it's like, that one could be kind of boiled down to like... Dementia will yeah, kill you. <laughs> Dementia's a little scary, right? <laughs> like, he's kind of, you know, and I don't know. But I I I don't know. So that is is kind of the, bi- the biggest issue that I had with it. Um, but like you're saying, David, like, this is how these types of characters are. And that's just kind of well, the context. I, I mean, that's also just storytelling too, is you take something that's realistic and then you start fantasizing things you expand yeah. on it. I mean, why, why, why can't you do that? I mean, mental illness is the Pandora's box of storytelling. Yeah. You know, our heroes and our villains are all creative. I go back to Batman just because it's the easiest example, yeah. but Batman is himself a mentally ill person. Mm. That, that's what one of the characters, Dr. Strange is so fascinated with. Yeah. Batman. Dr. Yeah. Hugo Strange goes into him because that's the whole point is Batman himself is no different from the Joker. He's yeah. crazy. He's a, he's a man who uh, yeah, with a mental disorder about his parents and stuff yeah. and and you know when we talk to the about the media i think the thing is is that mental illness has become a trigger word because yeah. we live in a society full of shootings and the only way that we can justify that is saying oh well they have a mental illness right. i mean that's the first thing we ask did they have a mental illness or were they islamic you right. know that's, those are the, those are the first questions we ask in the media yeah and so the way that we treat them now it's, it's becoming a little bit more sensitive but I guess this was a great pulpy movie. Yeah. If this movie was made in the 1930s, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and I and I think that it it's had to super be super far ahead of its time. It had to be. 
I mean, not really. You know, the Joker's based <laughs> off of a, a silent film, uh, The Laughing Man. Hmm. Uh, his look and everything about a mentally ill man who yeah. did the, uh, the I first. Was just, the I first was just making a joke about Sorry. quality and stuff. <laughs> 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 when you think about the first horror movie, though, uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Okay, yeah. Basically the same thing here. You know, mental disorder and right. the craziness. Oh, and the stuff. sleep, the sleep problem or whatever. And yeah, then the, the somnambulist. Yeah. Uh, I I think. It had to be pulpy because if it wasn't, it would be too scary. And I, and he had to have superpowers. Yeah. And this is a world of superpowers, so grounded rules don't count. Yeah. It'll, yeah. It'll and be, that's that's what makes it hard. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where if he does get to continue the Unbreakable universe, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. Well, he just just it'll watch the titles because Unbreakable is about a man who's unbreakable. Splits about a man with split disorder. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if the next movie is I don't know, Fly, it's about a man who flies. Let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> I, I do have to hand it to like like even the the title like the the font of Split. If you look at it, it's exactly the same one as Unbreakable and the poster. <laughs> the posters, yeah. The, the broken glass. Yes. I mean, he was hinting at it, but he That's did it so. Pretty, subtly yeah, yeah that's pretty you're impressive. not gonna catch it again so, there's not gonna be a last a question a um and last comment from you yeah. you know final thought but not liking the movie are you excited to explore the unbreakable universe definitely yeah i i would say unbreakable is probably my favorite of the m night Shyamalan movies it's, same it's here one of my same favorites yeah. yeah so i i am it's i am the only excited. one i own yeah i'm excited to see what what um what will happen and and i mean i i really admire that I'm really glad that he's back. I really enjoyed the visit. And it's funny that I didn't have the same, cause you could have the same critiques that I'm giving, um, to split to the visit, but, um, that one just worked better for me for some reason, but I'm excited that people like him, not Shyamalan again. Well, people are scary <laughs> off to begin with. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, maybe yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because that one is actually more realistic and more offensive yeah. than split because there is the argument that DID doesn't exist. Right. No, I'll tell you what's more offensive. But, the last uh, airbender. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but, that's offensive. I mean, the guy is taking a fall and I yeah. like your analogy in your article. People should go and find this on the daily Herald that instead of Alfred Hitchcock, we should have compared him to Icarus. Right. I, I think <laughs> that it is nice to see a return of M night Shalman. Cause I've always rooted for this guy and now we can finally have a reason to root for him again. Yes. So, I mean, you haven't seen, it uh if you have seen it what did you think give us some comments now january is a big month because my favorite event my because super it has bowl 31 days <laughs> not january sorry february february because my favorite event that's coming up is the oscars yes. and i love the oscars um, we had a lot of, you know, there was a lot of controversy last year, you know, only white people, right? <laughs> well, I mean, there was controversy about that, but there were, there were black people who were nominated. Um, there were non-white people who were nominated, but as the controversy goes, it was not about diversity. It was about black people. Yeah. And Chris Rock made that very clear when he made fun of Asians yeah. in there. Um, <laughs> so the last year was Oscar so white this year is Oscar. So La La Land. So that's, yeah. uh, so that's about La La how this is going to go. So there's a lot. So what did you guys think of some of the nominations? I'm just happy we live in a, uh, in a passengers and suicide squad nominated for Oscar <laughs> world. I think that's what I'm most excited for. Uh, not yes. really, actually. I yeah, I'm excited to go in the list and, and see the movies that I haven't seen. There's there's still quite a few that I haven't seen. I'm glad that Arrival was nominated for for Best Picture. I'm glad I'll, it was nominated I'll, for so much. Yeah. I, I think it's so deserving. Yeah. yeah, Arrival was an incredible film. That was the only movie I saw twice in the theaters this year. I I, I saw it three times. I oh. I know that sounds like a one up thing, but yeah, no, <laughs> it was yeah. really good. No, it's just us saying that it was worth watching in yeah. theaters and I it's watched, worth watching again. I don't know why, but I watched with Stefan once. 
just us. I watched once with Steph or with David and his wife, and then I watched it once with just my wife. I don't know why I did that. Why not? But I'm glad I supported that movie with, you know. Great movie, great movie. With also, those three people you love. Yeah, also yeah. a great movie that has a twist that changes the way you, you look at the entire movie. Yeah, there you go. See, uh, wh- I, why couldn't Split just be like Arrival? Just, just be that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Because Denis uh, Villanueva is such a, a better filmmaker. Yeah. He's going to do Dune. Was gonna, Hacksaw Ridge good? Dune. I didn't see that one. I didn't see it either. I haven't seen it yet, but I really wanted to because honestly, has Mel Gibson ever directed a bad movie? He's only yeah, done three, yeah, but yeah. Th- three amazing movies. Yeah. And so I can't imagine how it would be bad. From what I've heard, I, I think it, it's not quite on par hmm. with some of the other movies on this list. What I think is interesting is Andrew Garfield, who did that movie and Silence, right. both yeah. heavily religious movies yeah. for a man who never grew up with religion. Yeah. He is not religious at all. No, That's Andrew Garfield, uh, uh, he, he catches my eye when I see him in movies. He's I, like, I, I want to see you in more stuff. I like this. So I'm yeah. curious to see and I don't, movies. And I don't care that he was nominated for uh, Hacksaw Ridge over Silence. The 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 nomination is well deserved. The man is a great actor. He's young. He's probably not going to win. That's a question I wanted to ask. And yeah. uh, I'm sure that Derek, you probably know about this a little bit. But Casey mm. Affleck, controversy yeah. around him. Yeah, he. I think in any other year he would have automatically won the award. Manchester by the Sea was an incredible job by him. But with the controversy and the Oscars wanting to avoid controversy, do you think he'll win? Well, because there's allegations that he sexually assaulted somebody, right? That's the. Oh wow! I yeah, well, heard it's that. just some oh. allegations, mainly that he sexually harassed people. Okay. Um, oh, so he was just a douche. Yeah, he's he was an Aff- Affleck. Yeah, <laughs> Affleck. Um, Lock- locker room talk. Locker, yeah, oh. locker room talk. Uh, for actors, it doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> if you're famous, you can do anything. Uh, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> so I think he would be a shoe in. But I yeah. mean, do you think he's gonna get it? Or yeah, do you I don't think know. Ryan Gosling. I, I still actually haven't seen Manchester by the Sea. That I'm very excited to see it. I do think it's funny how allegations like that like kill careers of some people and then for others the same exact allegations or similar ones like you become president like like it's really crazy how like (laughs) or you get an oscar like so i'm fascinated by that like weird like hypocrisy that happens but i'm i hear he's great in that movie and i'm really excited to see it i mean the oscars is supposed to be about honoring somebody's work right and not their personal life yeah and it's very disappointing because I've always liked Casey Affleck more than Ben Affleck. Yeah. And so if these allegations are true, that's really disturbing. But yeah, it's difficult. Does that should that make a difference? We talked about this in an episode with about Alfred Hitchcock. So I mean, you can go back and check that out and see what we think about this. <laughs> uh, here's the other question I had. So the the three big contenders I feel for most of these is Manchester by the Sea, yeah. Moonlight, and La La Land. Right now. Manchester uh, by the Sea, and I, I feel like I might be the only person who's seen all three. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, uh, who's seen? You, you've seen La La Land, I've seen right? La, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. La La Land is fun movie, charming. One of the charming, most charming movies we've had. Yeah. Moonlight is very heavy. Manchester by the Sea is very heavy. Drama, heavy subject matter. Mm-hmm. Moonlight is a very important film. Manchester is a very well acted craft. And then La La Land is a lot of fun, but I feel still artistic. Like, how do you, like, what's real, like, what's the best movie then? Right. Like, how do you it's say? It's very difficult. Well, yeah, what are you looking for? Because I feel like, I feel like when it comes to film, La La Land, I didn't see the other ones, okay? But La La Land went on into an artistic level and became, it, it was film art that we don't see very often. It was something that was unique and it took a modern, a modern thing, put it back in a, I don't know, gave us dance, gave us song, gave us... It was nostalgic, but it, 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 but it also just had like a really artistic way of telling its 
what it was its its goal because it didn't have a happy ending. Well, all three movies were very artistic. I mean, all these yeah. movies are artistic, but yeah. it's different yeah. kind of artistry. Right. So what's how do you reward which one's the best one? Well, I mean, they they, yeah. they must ask that every year. But I think, I mean, the Oscars are going to... I I wonder how many of the 14 nominations La La Land will win because it's a movie about Hollywood that's done well, that's acted well, the singing is debatable and all that stuff. But I I don't see La La Land losing in too many categories. I don't think Ryan Gosling deserves uh, the award. I don't think I don't think he will. I, don't I really say think Viggo, Emma, Mort, Viggo Mortensen deserves that because Mr. Captain Fantastic was fantastic. Yeah, oh, it was, it was very good. Wait, I have a question. What about the visual effects um, nominations? You have Star Wars, you have Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo, and The Two Strings. I didn't see Deepwater Horizon, but all of those. I didn't, and I didn't see Doctor Strange, but Jungle Book was pretty visually amazing. Rogue One had some pretty interesting stuff. And Kubo and the Two Strings literally broke a record for their stuff. I didn't realize Kubo. That is that's kind of bizarre weird. to me. Why is Kubo nominated for visual effects? Because it's anime. I mean, it's stop motion. Stop motion. It's stop motion, and it, and it obviously uses a lot of like computer imagery as well too. But that seems like a, a stretch, doesn't that's, it? That's like nominating the original uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, like for visual right. effects. Yeah, exactly. Isn't the and, whole thing and, a visual effect? Yeah. Should have the Jungle Book gone under Best Animated Movie? No, you, and I see. If Wally's an animated movie, The Jungle Book, I agree with you there. That no, you is see, interesting. I, I don't understand that because now they're talking about live action movies. Right. But I don't uh, know what live action is. You not have anymore. The Lion King is going to come out, which the, there should be no man. They're in like, that that's movie. a live action movie. How is that live action? It's not. It's, exactly. not. it's all animation. That's it. Well, you know, this is a good list of movies in terms of visual effects. I think that. And then, yeah, you have Rogue One with Tarkin. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. How, how did you guys feel about that? Because I saw it, and I know that he's that he's not dead, that he's dead in real life, that it's not really like Peter Cushing, but it looked to me like perfect. And then I w- went with somebody else, and they were like, "Oh, that looked terrible the whole time." So it's it's like it's like that that dress, that's the golden blue dress or whatever. It's <laughs> right. that same effect is happening with this effect. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't super hot on it. There, right? But really. there, there's there, there's the other one though. There was two other characters that were brought back to life that we didn't even notice at all. Like, hmm. so there was four people that were brought back from the originals but, and we only saw two because they had speaking lines, but you had, but the difference was, is that none of them were computer animated. They used archive footage to bring back those characters. And that's hmm. different because well, that was visual performance. Still, though. I, I think that the Peter Cushing, it tied the storyline and for that movie, it was great, yeah. but I think it opens up, uh, it's a, it's a Pandora's box it is. It's because an ethical, it is an ethical yeah. problem. Yeah. And I, I mean, do we really, I remember there was an article I read about Avatar when it first came out questioning where are we going to go in the future? And we're finally going there. And they said, well, yeah. you know, think about this. We have a new Indiana Jones movie. It's a young Harrison Ford with Humphrey Bogart. Do we really want to see that? Do right. I really want to see a new Robin Williams? But then right. that's where we have, that's where we have to, def- and that's where we have yeah, to go yeah. to the Jungle Book thing or the Lion King thing is where do we define animated live action and what are we looking for in film? Like where yeah, do, where you define it? Because yeah. if you put it on, as an animation and you do that, that should be allowed because you do it in cartoons all the time. But I think that's parody. Yeah, you, you don't bring back dead people though. Yeah. Bring back dead, like the, like the, you don't the, make the Beethoven dog, like like when in the, in the future no. the Beethoven dog is going to come back. With live but action, you can live you can bring animation. back characters played by certain, uh, like so say you have the classic Bella Lugosi Dracula and everything now is that not the same thing? 
well, they're bringing back the character, and see, that's hard. Like, it were is, they bringing yeah. back Peter Cushing, or were they bringing back Grand Mark Talkin? Right, exactly, right. that's the like, other thing. Because I, I don't know. And and here's the other ethical thing: the guy who actually plays him, who voiced him, and was right. the body, didn't get screen it, credit. Yeah. Oh, not even credit. I don't believe he did. Well, uh, no, I think that was just and, to. And we're be, never going to see his. But performance. they were hitting. They were they were hiding the the Tarkin Leia thing from. From everybody, so is that why they didn't credit him because they wanted to have that surprise? Well, I mean, in the credits, you've seen the movie at that point, so you might as why right. would you well, not credit him at that? Well, point? no, I thought is, they're not credited in the credits at all, or I, they're I not credited online because I, I know that they're not credited online. No, I, I don't believe he's credited in the movie at all. That was that was part of the people huh. question that people were asking. It does raise a lot of sticky questions, but yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting so, year. <laughs> and you know what? I think that the Oscar nomination, if they win it, is going to. It's going to change the direction of the conversation. You're if right. they lose it, yeah. then I think they may have lost it on ethical grounds. If they win it, Maybe. it's going to open the door to, why don't we just, Carrie Fisher's dead. Let's bring her back. Yeah, that's that's really tough. Well, I would give it to Jungle Book regardless, though. I think that that movie had, I didn't Officially totally stunning. love the movie, but man, they did a good job <laughs> making was, those animals. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I thought that movie was just like, no, what? Everything's yeah. not real. Right. Yeah. It's just John Favreau playing with some kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, any last thoughts on the Oscars? Well, I want to. I want to talk about the animated ones because I'm obviously. I'm dis- have a I lot am of... very disappointed in the animated ones because they didn't do the Little Prince. The Little Prince was the best animated movie that Hands came out last down. year. One of the best movies. Okay. Right. <laughs> and uh, well, and and Finding Dory was also not nominated. I'm okay with okay. that. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm okay with that as well. All right. I really liked Finding Dory, but I would. I oh, the guy with the Pixar <laughs> yeah, podcast. Like, I'm I'm not biased at all. But uh, I I I'm actually really happy with the ones that were nominated. I still haven't seen uh, the zucchini one or the red turtle. Those are two. I've heard the red turtle is really 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 I'm, good. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually happy with these uh, nom- nominations. I think that. Oh, Moana I mean, if you, if you had if you had Finding Dora in there, Dory there, though, you have Disney fighting Disney. Well, you already do Moana and Zootopia. Yeah. What? So. Oh, I didn't see that. And you know, oh, the uh, thing is, like, I I liked Moana. Zootopia definitely deserves to be yeah. up there. I would have replaced uh, Moana with The Little Prince. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Moana was really good. I felt like that story was rushed. Sorry. It was no. Yeah. I think the movie in general was rushed. They didn't really. I was excited for Lin Manuel to write the music. Right. It was a little disappointing. I was, love the music. I'm no, so I'm gonna say it that. was really I listened good. To that album like three times, I, and I think and I think I had the expectation and the hope and dream that <sighs> yeah. I was going to hear a song in there that was going to capture the people of "Let It Go," so that yeah. they can let it go and we'd have a new song. <laughs> I was hoping for that, but <laughs> no. I mean, it faded quickly. Oh, the Rock yeah. song, uh, that one was my favorite one. Oh, the Rock was good. I mean, the movie was a great movie. Yeah. I loved it, but I, Little Prince was just a better movie. I thought. Yeah. I, I have a question for original song. Could we replace any of these or one of La La Land's for Drive It Dude, Like You Stole It? Dude, get rid of La La Land's. I was so sick of the music by the end of the movie. I really? seriously was so tired of their same that same song going on over and over again. I'm like, if you're going to be a musical, write more music, please. Well, that's called the overture, right? Like that, that's like a musical thing. Right? Yeah, but in overtures, they, they even play with other the other songs, not the same song over and over again. Okay, well, yeah. you have strong feelings. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I, I do. I did have a complaint so, about that. <laughs> do you guys think that yeah. "Drive It Like You Stole" or one of the other songs from Sing Street should should have been oh, nominated? Oh man, Sing Ooh. Street, Sing Street no should love. have been nominated. No love. Yeah, Sing Street was. But it, great. Didn't, it didn't have. I heard it didn't really have a campaign. They didn't really push right. for it. It was released in like what March. Right. Uh, it just was battling uphill and completely lost the battle. I think it was one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. So. Last question on the Oscars. Oh, the lobster, though. I'm glad that got screenplay. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. That, that, yeah. that deserved screenplay. Um, 
are are we disappointed that Deadpool didn't get a nod? I am not disappointed by that. I'm I, I'm okay with it. I all. will tell you. I, I was just curious. I no, just Deadpool's know. gonna walk in anyways, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, if he's not at the Oscars, can, I will be mad. <laughs> he can crash the party. Yeah. But I finally saw Deadpool like a few weeks ago. I hadn't hadn't seen it, and I I am. It's just a, okay. Somebody defend it. It's just a crappy superhero movie that has f words. That's it's it. I, and it just has the wall breaks. I, I and the I, and the in jokes. I think yeah. that what made what made it fun was the fact that they actually, for the first time, accurately depicted a character from the comic books exactly how you imagined him to be in real life. Yeah. If you were going to make Deadpool, this is exactly right. how you do it. And I think it's the satisfaction of having. A superhero finally comes to life, right? But that, because that's, that's what he is in the comic books. Yeah. He's annoying as heck, and he's he just trolls the comic books. Right. And, and his his storylines aren't very good. I think he has w- so many made up storylines, so you can just throw any of them in there, huh. and they did. Yeah. I I think it was a fun movie. I admit it's a generic storyline. Yeah. Yes. was it all well acted? Not necessarily. I do think that it. It uh, gives us a great example of an underrated comedian, which Ryan Reynolds really is. Sure, yeah. well, Ryan Reynolds, and, yeah. Uh, but I think the thing that a lot of people loved with this is probably the first movie that has ever been created where it was purely made for the fans by the fans yeah. because the fans wanted it. This was not a financial decision. And I think that that's empowering to a lot of people because this was the first time that the internet created a movie. Mm, that the yeah. voice of the people created a movie in the studios. Did not right. Yeah, so I definitely think that deserves recognition, but I don't know. And also an putting that putting that alongside its box set, right? X Men. It's, <laughs> it's way it's, better. It's one of the best X Men movies because <laughs> that that franchise is gonna shit. Yeah, like, no, that fran- <laughs> like that's garbage. And just knowing that it's there, it's like wow, they they just made fun of themselves because they need it. They 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 have the money to keep on making these movies, and then they just. I am excited yeah. for the next one because the next one is going to have the John Wick director and then the one after and that. And it's going to have cable? The, the next one might possibly end on Logan versus Deadpool, hmm. which I think that'd be super fun. That it's going to be, be Hugh Jackman, hopefully. So, well, so Tom Hardy. Uh, the, let me just throw in my favorite um, raunchy superhero movie, which is Super. Have you guys seen this one? <laughs> super okay. mad okay. at the end. That super was nuts. <laughs> I, that's Supers. James Gunn's. Uh, uh, rest in pre- pace, Ellen, oh, Ellen Page. Was, yeah. was it James Gunn? It was James Gunn, yeah. James the pre Guardians of the Galaxy. Anything but with Rain Wilson on it. I am. To me, that was a great movie of like, what if what if super what if we depicted superhero violence in the way that it really would be in real life? Like, I just loved that. <laughs> that initial I, hammer beatdown was Oh man. Woo, that was uh, a scene. Another one that kind of goes along is Defendor. Came out oh. around the same time. Okay, I don't know that. We're not talking about kick ass. Yeah. Kick-Ass, but Kick-Ass See, is I have still... similar feelings with Kick-Ass as I do with Deadpool. It's okay. like, I feel like these things, these, there's these movies that, that like are shocking and then underneath there in, to me, to my mind, there's nothing else, but they're shocking. And uh, I mean, people can disagree with that. Okay. All right. Wait, so, so, so are we introducing, or are we going to do what you're doing? We were going to go into the, yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say that a trailer actually just dropped called Slight, um, which is about this, this kid who has powers hmm. and he's doing magic tricks and stuff but then he like gets put into like gang stuff and then he like uses his powers and it's like a very different looking so huh. it's supposed to be kind of like chronicle i don't think hmm. that he has power so what we want to talk oh, about yeah, right now okay. is some of the trailers that have dropped in january okay and some chronicle is good right good. of our yeah, feelings that too. trailers that came out this month i mean we, i've got a list here but were there any trailers that stuck out to anybody that you watched in this last month that you're going oh if, are we uh, 
Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Power Rangers. <laughs> the Power Rangers trailer two with Brian Cranston, Alpha Five. You get to see the Zords. You get to see the Megazord. You see Goldon, the giant one. So you know that there's going to have that fight. That that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see if there's going to be a Kaiju Pacific Rim thing going on, and yeah. there is. And it's it looks so, awesome. So it's going to be gonna dumb. Lie. It better be dumb. But Risk. it will be fun. With the caveat of the last trailer, made it look a lot more can't be a lot more fun speaking of chronicle they hired max landis to write the script mm. denied max landis and then the first two trailers that movie was chronicle like straight through chronicle but they didn't hire the, the director and writer of chronicle yeah but it looks really chronicle yeah <laughs> but in that last trailer in the last trailer it looks very power rangers yes yeah, so <laughs> so it's like yeah you're they doing saved it, it. That, that last yeah. cut of the trailer was was really good uh, i was not excited for beauty and the beast oh. oh until that last until that last trailer that just came out yeah. you just uh steamrolled over derek sorry, i asked derek. him what his thoughts were oh, sorry, oh wait what uh, my thoughts were about... power rangers trailer. oh yeah no i um i think it's a funny trailer uh, in like the, the the trailer, I think I've only seen the one trailer for it, but but um, it's like this this very like serious movie with these like kids. Breakfast, uh, not <laughs> Breakfast Club. Uh, yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah, kind, kind of Breakfast. Club. <laughs> and then it's like, guess what this is, you guys? This is a Power Rangers movie, and I I kind of I kind of love that. Yeah, that captures the angst of the. Uh... If they remain campy and they realize what they are yeah i think that this could be a great fun movie where yeah. transformers and ninja turtles has failed us exactly i was gonna say that it could be like a ninja turtles though where uh, yeah. yeah but then when you're trying to get away from campiness you have logan another trailer drop for logan okay that's the one i was gonna bring up yeah yes that trailer logan looks looks very good uh that and the and i don't know man that trailer looks Trailer it's two, really good. You get to see more of X. You get to see more of X twenty three. You get to see her actually pull, uh, have her two claws come out, so that you have it. I, I wasn't sure if that. Everyone's like, it's going to be X twenty three. I wasn't sure if it was, and that proved it for me. What, what I like, and I'm not sure if this is going to be the case with the movie, but it seems like they just did not care about the continuity of the rest of the movies. Yeah. They're just going out to make a good Logan movie. Uh-huh. Stepping away from this keeping ridiculous, Patrick keeping Patrick Stewart, stepping away from the ridiculous patterns we have of superhero movies of the giant hole in the sky and right. apocalyptic dangers. Yeah, very, is, very grounded. Very this grounded. is a, this it's, is a very personal story, which is back, what we want. Yeah, it's going back to that great that great uh, Xavier Logan relationship, which started back in the X Men movie. That was there the whole time. You you see the, all the movies are about their friendship and whatnot. Now you get to see it. Just get rid of everybody else, and you get to see that instead. What about Colossal? Who's seen the trailer for Colossal? Colossal look 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 funny with what, Anne Hathaway. T- t- tell us what the storyline is. And Jason Sud Sudeikis? Sudeikis. Sudeikis. So you have like this giant monster, what in Japan? Korea. Or Korea. Just going around love like destroying stuff. And at the very end of the trailer, you just find out that Anne Hathaway is controlling it with her all of her movements. So it's just like you see the monster dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost saw it at Sundance. It was just playing at Sundance and I was covering there, but I, I ended up got I, I got like snowed out and had to leave early so I didn't avoid so I could avoid a lot of snow. But anyway, that looks really good. So definitely Anne Hathaway's post Oscar like Yeah. yeah. Well, why not? Let's I'm do it. Play a monster. Yeah. Let's do it. Just go in the way of the Nicolas Cage. Just do whatever and, you want. And Ryan <laughs> mentioned Ryan mentioned the third trailer for Beauty and the Beast. That dropped. Right. Yeah, I, I I have not been super hot on the it whole thing. It looks exactly the... the same as the original, right? I, that that actually makes me less have less desire to see it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like why I actually haven't seen a lot of the. I saw the first trailer, but uh, you know, I'm I'm into Disney and stuff. And as you guys, I'm gonna watch know. it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess my big issue with I didn't like the CG. I didn't like the I didn't like the 
the uh, dish, the dishes and the beast face. But mm. I think in this last trailer, I kind of saw like more of the palette of what the movie is actually going to be. And I think I have a little bit more hope for it. But yeah, yeah it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything really different than than the original. Yeah, so. You're welcome, China. You're going to get the first, you know, direct translation of the Disney to I live mean, it action. It looks like they're doing exactly the same, which could be a lot of fun. The original movie is a fantastic movie. Yeah, I but hope it doesn't undermine it, but it, it exists. But it yeah. exists. Yeah, I've, actually heard, I've actually heard that the Beast, his disorder fits into the Unbreakable Universe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the third one. <laughs> this is an After Earth situation where Shyamalan's name the isn't beast, in the trailer. Oh, that makes sense. Beauty and the, the Beast. Horror, it's, the beast. Yeah. It's, it's It's M. Night the it's, whole it's time. Actually, the Beauty and the Beast is uh, actually the beast and he's got his yeah, beauty hold on side it's got one. nothing to do with emma watson didn't m night do a lot of ghostwriting for like disney and stuff i feel like i, I anyway let's start right. the theory now if it's not true i like that <laughs> he did Stuart little <laughs> that's uh, what i'm thinking maybe other trailers that came out is we have the chips and baywatch trailers where this weird tendency to bring old shows that nobody remembers back <laughs> and then make them terrible and just super action-packed i'm just happy that michael pena is getting like a semi-lead role in the mm. chips one i think he deserves it comedically wise i Oh, his, Michael Pena is funny. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. supporting, especially in Ant Man. He was really funny in Ant Man. So I'm glad that he has a, a, a semi, at least a co-lead in in a, in a comedy. That's yeah. good for him. Uh, there are some other trailers, but we can. I mean, whatever. We can go on to other stuff next month. Wait, I think if we can just name one more trailer though. Headshot with the guy from the Raid Redemption and Raid Two or whatever is coming out with a new movie that just looks raw as heck. Sorry. Okay, if you don't know, it's the same uh, the guy who also helps choreograph for the Star Wars movies now. Ooh. So. Really dope. <laughs> <laughs> so next month we've got actually a lot of seems like good movies coming yeah. out. Um, we've got Rings, The Space Between Us, the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, oh, that looks so. Yeah, good. I'm excited about that, that, that one. So good. I'm excited about that. I actually kind of want to see The Space Between Us too. Yeah, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Dark, Dark or Fifty Shades Darker, hmm. John Wick Chapter Two. Super excited for that one. Yeah. The Great Wall looks stupid. The Cure for Wellness. Fist fight, a United Kingdom collide, get out, rock dog, and tulip fever. You saw get rock out, Derek. Dog. Let's just talk about rock dog the rest of the time. That looks so terrible. That looks like <laughs> the same people who made Norm of the North. Yeah, it does. Yeah, maybe it is. Norm of the North oh, wait, was rock one dog of the worst. With the, with the the magic powers that she's a sheep herder. Yeah, and he wants to learn how to play guitar. Be, he just wants yeah. to be a yeah rock. He's star. like a wizard. That, dog. <laughs> that looks pretty bad. Okay, yeah, get out. Saw- Should we be excited for that movie? What movie? Uh, get out. Yes. So 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 get out. I saw it Sunday. They they, they dropped it at Sundance it was a surprise screening Jordan Peele showed up it was the first time anybody in the world I guess had seen it um, it was the first time he had seen it that Jordan Peele said the first time he'd seen it without being able to like change it and stuff um, and I loved it it was it was so great it was you. so you mentioned David you, you worried it it would be like a just an extended Key and Peele sketch, which, by the way, it doesn't sound too bad to me. That would be that would be pretty great. That's fine. Ke- Keanu was great. Like, yeah, I'm I love okay Keanu. with that. Yeah. So it's it's Get Out is is a horror comedy that is kind of comedy for a while and then is horror la- later. Um, and it's I thought it was awesome. It's it's all about. Um, it's all about like institutionalized or like benevolent racism, like the racism of people that think they're not racist. It's all about that, which is which is a great thing to Ta- make a timely. horror comedy about. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, and it's just super smart. And um, I'm yeah, I'm really excited to see it again. It was very funny, and the the scares are good. Like like there's some moments that yeah, it's it's good. It's a good horror movie. It, horror and comedy are so similar because because. They're both movies that are just trying to get you to physically react. It's yeah, just the same quality, really. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because David likes you, horror you, and I like you, comedy. You, okay, I, so it's just, but yeah. I can understand that comedy can be crap. David doesn't understand horror can be crap. I too. do understand that. <laughs> you guys don't realize that you guys both like the same thing because they're the same genre. Right? That's, the, That's well, the secret. We'll see Get Out together. Uh, yeah. what, what, what other movies uh, are you guys excited to see next month? Cure for Wellness, I think, is like, really interesting. Grover Binsky, uh, back to some horror. And I, I, I really like the, the lead actor in that. His name, I can't think of right now, but he's in Chronicle. He plays uh, uh, the Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 2. He's a really good actor. So I'm, I'm excited to see that one. I think that one will be a solid, a solid uh, horror uh, what, what other horror did Gorbavinsky do? Because he was famous for that, right? But I don't, I can't, I can't think of. I don't know off the top of my head. I just know he does it. Yeah, I, I honestly think that the Lego Batman movie looks amazing. That's that's like uh, DC looks really funny because they finally are, because it's the same company that's done every single one of the Batman movies. WB is right, doing it, it which is. is great, and now they're just making fun of it, and they're they're doing something different too. They yeah. got rid of uh, Commissioner Gordon. They're doing Barbara Gordon. Yeah, that's coming in. So yeah. and then they're doing a oh. a completely alternate ver- uh, uh, take on. Was it Dick Grayson? And it just looks like really fun. I am really excited and impressed with what has been going on at Warner Brothers Animation right now because they're doing something that's I think different from the other studios. Like they're they're approaching it um, in a way like of just traditional comedies. Like they're getting just live action comedy people to come in and do it. Like Phil Lord and Chris Miller did the first Lego movie. Obviously, Storks from last year was not good. <laughs> but it was not good in way more interesting ways than most not good animated movies are not good. Hmm. So I, I I think that there's a cool like I don't know there's something sp- spiked in the juice there at Warner Brothers and I really I really like it. I'm excited to see. The no, I'm sure that that movie is probably going to be the biggest movie. Uh, I think uh, United Kingdom looks really good. Uh, Fist Fight looks pretty funny. Got Charlie Day. I don't Ice. think Fist Fight looks funny at all. Really? I and for someone I who likes, stupid, I thought you'd been yeah, hooked for that. For someone who likes stupid comedies, I I think that movie looks like complete and utter garbage. And I'm sad. I, about I, I trust draw Charlie line Day. somewhere. No, I, see, I trust Charlie Day. Okay, I don't because Charlie Day chooses terrible movies. Actually, what <laughs> Horrible Bosses was great. That's not the only movie he's ever done, but he has done other movies. Did you Pacific know that? Rim? Yeah. Did you know he does other movies? And I can't think of any because they're that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you know? Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. is one of my favorite shows, and I love him in that. And it doesn't mean that you can just jump on to uh, an actor and say everything that they do is great, though. Everything that touches gold, it's not true. And I can admit that about some it of my does seem comedians. a little. <laughs> what if Kevin Hart was Charlie Day? Kevin. <laughs> Let's Kevin? do that movie. Is that the premise? He's a short one. You completely Charlie just... Day is actually Kevin Hart's substitute teacher in the movie, and you, that's why they're getting a fight. You now. just made me hate this movie. <laughs> Were you really excited for it? I mean, I like Charlie Day. I Did think you he's want a funny to see it? Do you want to see another rapper act in a comedy with uh, a manic? character who's going to yell the whole time Listen, that's I don't, what you have you have a, a gangster cool guy and a really manic white guy and they're going to fight <laughs> I, I, I'm not a huge fan of comedies but Charlie Day is one of the few comedians I think is actually funny that I'm willing to go see he's just going to scream the whole time I guarantee you if it's not 90% of him screaming and panicking then you're going to prove me wrong and make me I'm really right. surprised you're not in on that uh, John Wick 2 anybody else excited yeah, for I'm that one told, I'm going to see Did that you see John Wick I actually one? didn't see yeah I don't know John Wick 1 Excellent action movie that understood what it was, this and that's uni- what made it so good. Their yeah. world building was really cool, so they're expanding on that world, and I'm very curious on what they're going to do because John Wick's character is this terrible, terrifying man in this world, and they only showed a segment of it, and they they let you 
figure it out pretty they they they, they let you be smart like they figured you're smarter than the average audience you can figure out how the world connects you oh, know? I'm, I'm excited for just more hotel scenes i think the hotel in See, john wick is but they're super going, interesting I, they're gonna go beyond the hotel and i want to know what's beyond the hotel what the else vatican. do they have is that, <laughs> that's they're in the vatican no, they're in the vatican so the pope is in charge so last <laughs> the question young pope, jude law's in charge that's who's in charge <laughs> Last question before we go on to our very last thing. Uh, Rings. Is anybody excited for that movie? No, but I saw the promotion stuff that they did for it. This is the thing, you guys. First you see it, then you die. That's the thing. (laughs) That's that's, that's the point. Did they already have a sequel to The Ring? They did. Uh, ring, they ring, did two. ring two. Well, no, yeah. but I'm talking about the promotion where they had the TV, uh, the TV room. Where yes, they had, yes, with the little the yeah, girl. the girl comes to the TV that and grabs people. Yeah, that was. Oh, that's cool. That, that was hilarious. Good. I love the first, both the original Japanese and the English version. I like a lot. Ringo, and that's that's what Gore did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's okay. right yeah. Well, there we go. Coming full he circle, and he's my actually favorite. and he's actually doing this Ring movie as well. So this brings the, my, my favorite thought, Ring movie was Scary Movie Three. All right, continue. Okay. Well, and okay, I think that's where I'm gonna have a hard time with Rings because they're literally stealing the premise of scary more scary movie three <laughs> they put it on the news yes everybody sees it yes yeah, I was everybody the sees same it thing. <laughs> like, that's actually a that's pretty good idea um so i just i just want to end off on some recommendations of what we should see last year what were some of our favorite movies ring brings us into that because i think that 2016 was an excellent year for horror movies mm. and animated movies the yeah. little prince is and on netflix watch it that's my first and right now recommendation so uh, what were you guys some of your favorite movies real quick yeah, I well along those lines, David. I loved The Witch. That was definitely that was, great. That was in my top five. Um, I I thought that was just a terrific horror movie that was also a really interesting, just like historical uh, drama. Um, I liked Don't Think Twice. Did you guys see that one, the Mike Birbiglia movie? Mike Birbiglia, uh, the, the people that listen to like This American Life uh, might know him. Um, he is like a comedian slash storyteller, but um, his second movie, his first movie was Sleepwalk With Me. And this first, oh, anyway, yeah, it's good. I like that a lot. That made me think of Don't Breathe, though. Don't Breathe came out this year. Don't and Breathe. I thought that was a really good horror that was a fun That is a disturbing, yeah. the ending of that is very disturbing. Uh, let me <laughs> in, though. Fun. I think for horror movies, I mean, we had Conjuring 2, I think we had some, you know, Witch and everything, but I think for fun movies that was actually kind of scary let me in hmm. captured it that movie i wanted to see that one i never got around to it was so fun yeah so fun don't breathe was kind of similar except don't breathe had an ending where you you kind of go wait what and i'm not sure how i feel about this <laughs> although i thoroughly enjoyed that movie yeah my favorite of the movie of the year though was silence we already talked about it but that's my favorite of the, of last year and i just would strongly encourage everybody go see it. You can't, but go see it somehow. Yeah, everybody should see that movie. It'll 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 be out on the streaming something within the year. One of my favorite movies that I don't think got enough love was Edge of Seventeen. That's another one. I didn't didn't see that one. Edge Edge of Seventeen was a great callback to the great teen movies of the eighties: Breakfast Club, uh, Sixteen Candles, all those things. And it was just it was fun. It was relatable. (laughs) There was definitely moments in there where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was like in high school. I hated high school. <laughs> um, great movie. I don't know. Beautiful movie. You should, anybody should go see that one. Yeah. Sing Street. That's another one. Sing, Sing Street was really good. I, I really liked uh, Jeremy Solnier, uh, Green Room. Patrick Stewart. That was a crazy uh, One movie. of Anton Yelchin's last movies. I think it's a, a very, very visceral, very yeah. good practical effect. Yeah. Very Horror underused thriller. Patrick Stewart who could have been replaced by literally anybody. Yeah. They, they could have <laughs> done more with Patrick Stewart. But 
regardless, it, it was a very good movie. And, and it's I, cool that it was Patrick Stewart, though, right? I mean, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was yeah. Cool. Well, Patrick Stewart <laughs> he's does already all bald. kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's already bald. So I, I, I would say this. Watch Green Room. I think Green Room was, was really good, but I think there was too many characters in it. I, I say that because I watched Blue Ruin today, which was his his previous movie, this director. Mm. And it was just the one guy doing his thing for most of the movie. I think that movie was a lot better. So well, I think That's his, a great movie. Like, I think his style is better suited with, with the quiet, muted, a single character following instead of the the group one. I think I think Blue Rune was a little bit stronger than Green Room, but Green Room was a really good, uh, a lot more visceral than uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane or Don't Breathe or you know all those Get Out Alive movies. Green Room was was really good. Some really memorable and disturbing gore. Uh, yes, the arm scene when you watch it, the oh arm scene my gosh. is very. Practical. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very good horror. I was going to say, another movie that I don't think got enough uh, was uh, Elvis and Nixon. Yes. Hmm. That movie, the Amazon created movie, you had Nixon played by Kevin Spacey and uh, Elvis played by Michael Shannon. It is so weird. It's, it's wow. such a weird movie. And it's it's awesome. It's wow. Another movie I, that I felt like that, that that didn't get enough love, Yeah, The Nice Guys. Yeah, thank I you. I didn't yeah. see that one. I really wanted to see that I, one. I liked Gosling's performance more in The Nice Guys than I did in La La Land. Say, Gosling's performance in The Nice Guys is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Like I, So I watched it, I feel bad saying, I watched it on, a, on the plane, Yeah, uh, and I should not have waited that long to see it, but there was moments on this very crowded plane where I was laughing out loud at yeah. Nice Guys. Yeah. The chemistry between Russell Crowe and uh, and Ryan Gosling was phenomenal. What's okay. The, what's oh. the director? What's the director? Um, oh, it's uh, Shane Black. Shane, Shane Black. Black, yeah. Sure. Shane Black does stuff with, like, puts little kids in his movies in really funny ways that I really like. Yeah. He really like, does. Yeah. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is my favorite movie from him. It's an amazing movie. movie. Uh, just, so just to end up, let's see what our favorite movie of last year was to uh, go. And Stefan, you got your first one? Uh, I One of the best movies that came out in the past year was Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You um, can't see this, but... Uh, <laughs> But Ryan's not Ryan, happy right now. Ryan, this that, that was one of the few movies that, movie. that eight minutes in, I was like, "This is, this is gonna be just bad." <laughs> no, I, I have to say, I, I guess, I guess the one movie that's gonna be, re- I'm gonna remember 2016 for uh, same reason why I remember 2015 Star Wars Rogue One. Seeing that, I I see that the opening night. Nah, man, that was just. I don't think it's the greatest movie that came out in 2016, but by far one of my favorite movies that came out in 2016. I like it. Silence for me, man. Silence was a great, great movie. Uh, I loved Silence. I loved, uh, I loved La La Land. Loved Green Room, Sing Street. But my hands down, Arrival. Oh, uh, Arrival the cinematography, was, yeah. Denis Villeneuve is. Uh, I mean, we're gonna see his name on Blade Runner. We're gonna see it on Dune upcoming. His right, movies, right, right. his entire filmography is just fan- Prisoners, uh, Enemy. Sicario, Sicario. his entire filmography is is fantastic and Arrival did not point. I really hope it wins for cinematography at the Oscars it was great great movie Definitely my favorite. Gosh dang, you guys you guys kind of took some of my movies. Yeah. <laughs> and we've already talked about some of them. He's I didn't say Captain America Civil War. Oh yeah. Hey, that was fun. Yeah. I liked Captain America. Yeah. I think Civil War yeah. was actually one of their best movies. <laughs> that, that, that was one of the fun. We, we got to see Spider-Man join the Marvel Universe yeah. and we're yeah. so happy about that. The, oh, the I would second that everybody needs to go see Silence. But I'll say, just because it hasn't been said, yeah. I liked La La Land a lot only because, besides the fact that it's a good movie, yeah. um, we haven't had a, a legitimate musical in yeah. decades. Yeah. Les Mis doesn't count. All these other ones don't count because this one was just a straight up original music, dancing, singing, 
incorporating in life that you see, like Gene Kelly, yeah. Fred Astaire, all of those classics well, do it. Well, not Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, but people who like, hey, I watched uh, Singing in the Rain once and I can try tapping. I mean, like that, but it was fun. <laughs> no, but I mean, my hope is is that people aren't just going to watch this movie and go, that was a cool gimmick, let's move on. I hope that I we hope have so more too, yeah. movies like this. I would love I that. Wanted to start prob- regi- I wanted to start something new, Yeah. and La La Land was beautiful. The yeah. problem is if you can get actors and, and dancers to be good at both, not yeah. One or the other. Well, and I think that's what we need is we need to find triple threats, which we don't have anymore. No, you don't. You know, and uh, they could possibly sing, and that's shocking. If this trend doesn't continue, at least we have Damien Chazelle, which is two for two, and whatever yeah. he's going to come out with in the future yeah. is going to Whip- be great. Whiplash was really yeah. awesome, yeah. so I'm excited to see what he'll do next. I want to check out his first film too. He had another one before Whiplash that was um, something in, uh, set on a park bench or something like that, which is also a musical, I guess. So I want to check that one out. I oh, want, interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Um, so great well uh, we are happy to be back Uh, Derek thank you for joining us again don't forget to check out his podcast the Pixar podcast and uh, What Say Ye What Say Ye is great check it out what do you uh, say about the Pixar podcast man I haven't listened I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) Pixar is really overrated I don't want to listen to a podcast it's it's (laughs) super specific though so if you wanted to hear anything else you're not gonna gonna really hear anything else that's that's fair (laughs) you will not be talking about how to train your dragon it's it's not gonna happen (laughs) anyways uh, we're glad to be back if you have any questions or requests let us know and we will catch you later I'm David Sandu I'm Stefan Sandu Stefan Sandu Stefan Sandu I'm Ryan Victory. <laughs> and we are Film Cold. <laughs> Goodbye. That's awesome. So you can find us on Facebook, search Film Cult, tweet us at Old River House on Twitter, and find us anywhere podcasts are available. Hit share, hit like, hit whatever you need to to help spread the Film Cult movement. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.